Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 94. Today I'm having Arctic in to talk about DreamHack Master Spring Europe and North America. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferry. Code Zero. Flusher. This is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the truth? The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth CSGO podcast. The truth CSGO podcast. The truth CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in or are we going sneaky beaky like? Just a few headlines before we get onto the DreamHack Masters Spring discussion. There's been an update to CSGO that's boosting player contrast. This is helping the visibility of players uh, when they were against uh, some backgrounds that were really similar color to their player um, color, model color. <laughs> Basically, it puts a little light ring halo around them which for someone at the age of 36 whose eyesight is getting worse on a basis daily, this is welcome news. Much appreciated for my old eyes. Now, if uh, Valve could just help me out with the fact that anytime someone pops onto my screen, I go down to about one frame a second, that'd be great. Um, what's some other news? Smash have left the owners. Uh, the roster who were playing for Smash have left that particular roster after that particular owner. Team owner? organization that's the word after not being able to agree on their contract this is now the second time uh, the entire lineup have left after not agreeing to the terms and if you recall the guys who are now on godsend went through the exact same thing about uh, what a year ago now six months eight months something's going on in that camp that is probably not as fun as dimitri from paris would have you believe he is if you recall one of the members or the owners of that counter-strike lineup uh, Hiko has retired from Counter-Strike and is going to Valorant. He's playing for 100 Thieves. I was, you know, I wanted to put that uh, Queen track here, Another One Bites the Dust, but that's sad. I Hiko was one of the absolute titans in the scene when I got back into it 2015-2016, and it's a shame that he wasn't able to uh, really make his presence known again in the scene. He had a bit of a, uh, a, a sort of a, a slow, gradual comeback that I thought was happening on Rogue, but um, Rogue never really did enough and had some weird roster fuggaboos with MSL coming in and out and taking people with him. So that's a shame to see him go. Uh, Rubino, another blaster from the past. He's a bit of a free agent now. He was currently, or he was playing for Nordavind. They actually have quite a solid little team there, including uh, some uh, some other faces who've sort of come and gone and hopefully will come back again, like uh, HS and uh, NATO Safix. I'd love to speak to Rubino to see what's going on with him. This probably is his last chance to be in a tier um, two or three team. Uh, he had such a great little stand-in for Stralis a couple of years ago now, so it's a shame to see him where he is. Uh, now, Valve have come out and wagged their finger at all the people who have conflicts of interest amongst the teams. We talked about this maybe three or four episodes ago, especially the conflict of interest between the Yeah Brazilian Gaming uh, team and some of the members on MIBR. They've come out and said... You guys who have a conflict of interest, you need to have this resolved by the major in November. It is unclear what the consequences are if these conflicts aren't resolved. Uh, this information is just secondhand info from an HLTV article about an email that those guys somehow saw. But this is good news. Uh, I love it. 
that's all there is to say about that. This episode is not going to be up to my usual uh, pedigree, <laughs> I think. I've been on a, a bit of a bottom out, to be honest with you. And I just couldn't find it in me to do some proper <laughs> hardcore research like I usually do. And also I've been working a lot on the identity episode, which is coming for all the Patreons. So instead I got in Arctic, who delivers some Kraken out of the furnace hot takes <laughs> on Blast Spring NA and North America. And we mentioned very briefly what's about to happen in DreamHack. So without further ado, here is my man Arctic. Dude. Did you stay up the whole night? What time did it finish? It was like five or something, wasn't it? Uh, oh, I watched I watched the end of the European one. I didn't watch the NA one because I knew that would be boring. But the EU finished pretty late, like 3.30. Right, 3.30, yeah. 3.30, 4 o'clock, something like that. Yeah, it was... I got to the end of that. It was really good, though. It was awesome. Worth, worth watching. Tell us, yeah. tell us your thoughts on DreamHack Masters. Um, make it a, make it a hot the, take, Arctic. Make it spicy and oven fresh. Oven fresh, dude. I'm saying that I'm glad Big One, to be honest. I think they deserved it. They were looking strong the whole tournament. Um, North America was being North America. Um, being that, oh man, how do I put this? I just feel like they, I think it was, I think Furio were obviously the favourites and I think it was just stacked up to be Furio winning and the standings weren't anything surprising. But European I thought was really cool. G2 choked big, no pun intended. Arctic, I'm waiting for the hot spicy take. Oh man. I don't really have... Uh, I just thought it was... Oh, man, I don't really have a hot spicy take. To be honest with you. You've just got a cold, freezing, arctic take. So, coming in last, dead last, we had Godsent. Okay, sort of to be expected. Ents, yep. not that to be expected. They were looking pretty good mm, recently. They were looking good, yeah. Mm. I wish they actually put up a bit more of a fight. It was a shame they came where they did, really. Hmm. Apparently, Yampy's getting an interview with, uh, <laughs> if not Gaben, then at least his um, his uh, CSGO-related secretary, which is exciting. Yeah, I, I heard that he had, he's banned from something, isn't he? Is he banned from ESL events or something? Arctic, or you are useless. Events? He's banned from Valve-sponsored events, so he can't play That's the major. It, yeah. He can play everything else. Yeah, right. Um, so North also tied in last place, which is not unexpected, but also Mouse Sports. Mouse Sports. Yep. Yeah. Did a little poo-poo in the bed. No, they, yeah, they shit the bed. No, that was really unfortunate. Heroic were looking good coming out of, what was it, Road to Rio. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they kind of fell, what's that, ninth, twelfth place. Yep. Stralis weren't looking great at all probably due to losing two of their star players yeah they had they had some very interesting games where you could see 
you could see the remaining trio of core players really playing their hearts out, but where their individual skill just wasn't enough to take them over the line. I think Yugi and Snappy got a lot of uh, crap, but I don't think it was very warranted. Uh, I think you could definitely tell that their individual skill uh, wasn't up to the level of the Australis players, at least in that roster, in the way they were playing and the spots they were playing. So I thought this was going to do better things for their roster going ahead, but I don't think they've come off that great. What did you? What was your impression? Um, I'm going to have to completely agree with you. Um, oh, nice. Yes, I know. Um, I just feel like, obviously, the core three are playing their own game. It feels like Snappy and Yugi are trying to slot in, trying to fill out these roles that Glaive and zip left but they can't do it to the best of their ability and basically all of the strats and things that a mages are coming up with is falling short due to lack of knowledge and game skill in certain areas of the map and they're just basically letting these places fall to the enemy mm. if you know what i mean enough about Australis. we've talked about them a lot uh we also had complexity who tied with these guys did you see any of their matches um, I can't remember. I pr- I don't think I did. No. Okay. Um, I watched a lot of Vitality though. Vitality. Did you? I was. Yeah. Well, before we get I don't to know them, why. Let's just get to them in a second because Spirit also tied with Complexity, Astralis, and Heroic. Those guys I thought were looking pretty upsetting, as in they might have upset someone. Did you see any of their matches? No, I didn't really pay too much attention to Spirit. Really. Right. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not really big on the CIS kind of regions. Okay. So when you watched Vitality, tell me about what's your hot, spicy, wingdings take on the French scene? I don't know if you remember, a couple of months ago we saw Masuda shit the bed. His opening on Vitality wasn't incredible. He was putting up negative ratings, I think, most games he played. But coming into um, coming to this tournament, they're actually putting up very surprising numbers. Um, they 2 out Ents, 2 out NIP, 2 out Heroic, or 2 Wand Heroic, I think. Um, but yeah, he was putting up pretty positive ratings pretty much across the whole of the tournament, which is really good. It's actually nice to see these younger players start to come to fruition. As and these guys, these guys were beaten in a rematch with NIP, is that right? Uh, yes, they lost 2-1. What was the what was the what was the weakness in that in that roster then in this tournament? The weakness was it Mizuta again or was it just? Um, I'm actually looking and yeah, Mizuta actually he bottom fragged on that two one NIP game. I thought he was looking better personally, but maybe he fell off a bit. Is it Mizuta or Mizuta? Well, there's a, there is three A's there, so you probably. Either either, really, probably. Okay. Mizuta. Next time I go to the dentist, he says open wide. I go, Mizuta. <laughs> so tying with Vitality with Fnatic and NIP. I thought NIP were looking um, the best they've looked uh, since, what was it, DreamHack Valencia? No, no, no. What was the one they won? Oakland, 2018. Oh, a while back then. Yeah, we, we had some amazing clutches from Twist. Did you see that game? Um, yeah, I saw. Uh, Rez was playing pretty good too. Rez is being the fragger that he's born to be, I think. He's yeah, pretty that, nuts. that he's never really been since DreamHack. Really, to no. die in Oakland, I should say, not DreamHack. 
Yeah. That's good I to sign like, for them. Yeah. Bringing them Hampus, I think, was actually quite a good idea. Well, bringing in any bloody IGL was a good idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Lecaro, I think Twitch chat were a bit sad about Lecaro because he kept seeing his face pop up during the ad, ad breaks, but... Oh, bless. Yeah. Um, Fnatic, did you catch them? Not really, did. No, unfortunately. I've heard they didn't do as well as expected. No, they were they were two one by Mad Lions. Mad Lions. Actually I I did watch that game. Yep. They they were good. Yeah. They were looking good, weren't they? Acor was looking like a like a cracker. Oh, on that orb. It's nice to see though they've sort of brought brought through some of that uh flashpoint experience. You know, can hang with the big boys. Yeah, it's good. I didn't I didn't watch too much of Flashpoint, as I think you knew, but mm-hmm. I'm actually glad to see them coming into the main scene and actually proving their proving their worth. We had FaZe and Navi coming in uh, third and fourth, respectively. Navi were not looking very good, were they? Except for that one game against who did they beat? Was it FaZe early on? Uh, they beat Vitality, NIP, Mad Lions. They lost two zero to FaZe. Oh yeah, that's right. I was not impressed. FaZe are looking good, man. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. That 2-0 from Big against FaZe, FaZe looked terrible. Okay, okay, that 2-0, they were looking terrible. But they 2-0'd Na'Vi as well. Like, the game before that was 2-0 against Na'Vi, with Bimas actually leading that. Think he had a ridiculous rating at a one point three seven rating on that map. Yeah, look, Bimas had some highlights here. I don't think he was great. Like he wasn't Brokey great. Brokey was oh, amazing. Brokey was nuts with that all. My impression yeah. with FaZe in this in this tournament was that they ran out of strats by the time they got to the semis and or the lower final, and Big just went. We've we've got everything that you've done. You, you've brought nothing new to this final. That was they were probably impression. too busy. They were probably FaZe were probably too busy trying to merge, um, BMAS into the roster that they just were just recycling old strats. It's pos, but come on, the guy's like a what is he? Sixteen. You just put him yeah, where, you, where put him where you want him. Yeah. Just get him to do all off roll. What's he gonna do? Yeah, I'm just having a look here. The only one that went positive on that big versus phase game on the phase roster was Brokey. Actually went plus 12, which is insane. Dude, Brokey's going to be like the best opera of 20, 2021. Again? Oh, yeah. His highlights oh, yeah. were insane. Uh, we had, so we had this final with big, big and G2 last night, which is pretty exciting. Uh, G2 started one map up and then trounced in the second and then lost... The remaining three. Personally, I thought the the final map, the Mirage one, was by far the best one to watch. And if you didn't catch the series, then I would just watch that map because it was it was awesome. It was probably the best best of five I've ever watched. I normally can't actually get through a best of five because they normally end up so one sided, or they just get so boring because of how long they are, like a five hour series. But this one, like. With G2 being up 2-0, obviously with that one-map deficit from being 
oh, the one map lead from big coming from the upper bracket against big. Like Vertigo, they stomped. So it was a bit scary. And I was like, oh, is it just going to be another 3 0 best of five that we're also accustomed to? And then big came in, swamped on, what was it, Nuke? They played really well. Their T sides on Nuke, especially. I think one of the analysts pointed that out earlier in the tournament that Big's T side Nukes were looking really strong. So anyone should really have a look at that because if Big can make it work, anyone should be able to make it work. Sisson's looking nuts. Sisson was looking great, wasn't he? Oh my goodness. Oh, on that Mirage game. Holy dooly. He was sharp. Yeah. Like he, he only had three frags in the first like 11 rounds or something. They were down 10 1 on Mirage. Season only had three frags and ended the match on 41. So, you know, one thing I haven't heard people say is that I think G2 actually had some very good T sides. And actually, on that Mirage game, they had some great T sides. There's one in particular in the OT, I think it was the second last round, where they did this beautiful, beautiful A fake that went for like all, you know, there was like two A fakes. And then they. They took uh, the B split going up short and in the apps. And I the think apps, they yeah. lost in the post plant, but God, that was a gorgeous T side. Yeah, I think, I think Big tried to do a similar thing where they tried to sell a A fake a bit too hard, and they overcommitted towards A, and then the bomb was left alone on B and ended up getting taken down. And so I think Big tried to tried to replicate that and just couldn't but they're big ct sides and obviously their t sides looking looking good i can't wait to see what they're doing for the rest of the year though i hope they're not just like this isn't just a one-off online fluke fluke i hope this is actually i hope this continues no man this is keto and Sersen making this roster good is that a dog in the bg is your dog interested in counter-strike oh my dog she was actually watching the um Best of five with me yesterday on the couch. Aww, what's she? What's her name? Uh, Pippin. She's a pain in the ass. Oh, named after the Hobbit. No, I don't know what she's named after. What, Pippin and Mary, two of the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings. I, I think. I think so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. So big one themselves, fifty-four thousand dollars and four hundred uh, points towards the ESL Pro Tournament ladder thing, right? Yeah, the Pro Tour thing, yeah. Which apparently gets them into ESO 1 Cologne, which is awesome because that's going to make that tournament, like, incredible. I'm keen for that, dude. This is the last final they've been in since ESO 1 Cologne 2018, I believe. Wow. It does feel very old school to have big in a final, let alone win anything. Uh, sad for G2. This is the third grand final they've lost uh, in as many events, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think they've lost like three this year or something. Incroyable. It sucks for them. Yeah, choke, G2 choke. Then again, Liquid did it for a while and then went on a tear, so they, uh, I'm sure at some point they will. Now, speaking of Liquid, um, those guys went down to Furia in the NA final. Yes. I also wasn't um, able to watch this because it was, it was an ungodly hour here in Australia. Yeah, it was. Um... I'd I'd watch the highlights. Um, three zero against Liquid. Um, Liquid really had no chance at all. They were relentless, especially on Vertigo. I think they smashed Liquid sixteen five. Um, Twist 
one of Liquid Star Fraggers was looking uncharacteristically weak, putting up 19 frags across two maps. Which my, was... imp- my impression is that he's been looking uncharacteristically weak for quite some time, which means that it's not uncharacteristic at this point. Okay. He was looking... Because what was it? Started 2019, midway through? They were, he was looking pretty good as one of, like, the best aimers in North America, let alone the world. So maybe... I think the whole of Liquid have just fallen off their perch. Nitro's picked his game a bit back up because Stewie has taken on the calling role. I think I mentioned that, mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I think um, Twist's hair is a harbinger of uh, a split focus. I'm going to be honest with co- you. It's covering his eyes. You can't see. That could be true too. So what else did we have in the NA? Well, I guess we had 100 Thieves who were a little bit disappointing. They got off, good, got off to a good start and then they kind of got rolled, didn't they? By uh, Liquid in the in the semis. Um. Well, I'm a massive Hundred Thieves fan. I've been obviously a fan of that lineup for a few years now. So I wouldn't call it a rolling. But unfortunately, yes, we did lose. I don't think we had. God, I think we had a close. Yeah, we had Vertigo that went to overtime. It was our pick, but we lost 17-19. Oh, and then uh, Liquid picked Overpass into us because we didn't ban it. Because um, we banned Mirage. We mm-hmm. being 100 Thieves. Mm-hmm. And Liquid ended up destroying us on Overpass 16-5. So I'm not sure if they were ready for that or if our Overpass isn't as good as we thought it would be. Maybe we... um. Overestimated ourselves a bit. Yeah, it hasn't been it hasn't been a map that that Hundred Thieves has played, is it? No, it's we played our debut map on Overpass like two weeks ago with the introduction of the new coach. Yeah, right. I'm a pet brought it in. So, so we had after Hundred Thieves, we had Cloud Nine, Gen G, MIBR, Chaos, and Evil Geniuses in that order. There's something, there's something really reductive or redundant, I should say, about this continued little circle of NA teams that keep playing each other due to COVID and I for one am getting a little tired of it. Um, I agree. I'm bored. Yeah, I'm bored by this. Let's let's get let's get ESL one cologne happening, which apparently is gonna happen uh, on land come August. What do we have to say about Blast? This is coming up tomorrow, tonight? Um any thoughts? You're gonna click onto HL T V and, and cast your eyes over it and tell me quickly what you think? That's what I'm looking at. I know you are. I can hear your mouse clicking in the background. I know you. Yeah, Europe finals. Holy dooly. I didn't realize first place wins $335,000. Yeah. So what is your hot, spicy, tamale, capsicum rating of a thousand, wing ding-a-ling for who's going to take blast spring finals i want to see navi continue their form you think somehow navi will? or you just want to see them i want to see them mm-hmm. i reckon og won't get too far they what have they OG been playing have, recently home sweet home out of, um, contention i think for cologne was og did... oh really oh, yeah geez. i think so yeah, they haven't haven't been too good. <clears throat> well, let's go. Let's go over the teams. We've got Phase, we've got Navi, G two, Complexity, OG, Ents, Vitality, and we've still got some games to be played for 
a qualifier, is that correct? I think so. Yeah, that doesn't seem... Actually, seventh place. One, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe it, that's... It all might be being played as we speak. I think there's one more. Well, one that more must team. be Mad Lions and Nip tonight. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that would be it. So the winner of that will come through. I reckon Mad Lions have a chance to take the whole thing. TBH. Unless G2 can keep the momentum, they might be a bit exhausted. I don't think Na'Vi are looking great. I don't think FaZe Clan are looking great. I think they're looking very mortal. OG are looking a bit watery. Ents haven't lived up to the promise. Vitality is still on shaky ground. And Complexity are flashing, flashing the pan, hit and miss all the time. Um, thanks to thanks for the chat, man. Uh, thanks for your icy cold takes on... <laughs> I'm living up to my name. tournaments. You are. You are. I know. That's the end of the podcast. I have decided, by the way, uh, so this is 94. I think I'm going to go to 100. I think I'm going to go to 100 and call it quits. I had my break at the end of last year and thought, well, I've done what I needed to do, sort of, and I'll come back to the potty. But it just hasn't been the same. And you've probably noticed it as a listener. I can't put in the hours I used to. And I'm not sure that I'm motivated enough to gather a full team around me to help. I've had about seven people who've offered to help with the news in the past and maybe one or two of them have lasted more than a week. No reason given. They've just stopped communicating with me. I don't know why. <laughs> I've never put any, you know, rules on them. I just said, look, here's the document. Help out if you want to. Um, and I'm not really prepared to sort of be anyone's crack a whip or, you know, be an employer at this point. Um, so I'm not bitter about any of that. That's just how it is. Uh, I can't pay anyone, so I don't expect, uh, you know, people are going to necessarily want to put in a bunch of effort, you know, just for something they're not even going to be a part of. So I think it's going to end, which might mean I might go off the reservation a bit in the last six eps. There's not really uh, anything for me to kind of have to live up to at this point. Uh, there's plenty of other people who are giving you the news now as well, which is not how it used to be. There's a great publication called TLDR. Uh, if you're not subscribed to that, I believe you can do it uh, at... Where can you do it? Actually, I don't know their website, but if you type in TLDR, CSGO, uh, online news, I'm sure you'll find a link for it. And they're doing, it seems like, weekly or even bi-weekly little recaps of the news, which is kind of originally what this podcast was supposed to be uh, for people who just wanted to hear it on the earphones. Uh, but those guys are a great little digestible bit of news in case you haven't worked it out. So that's the end of the podcast. You can contact me at the Truth CSGO or the Truth at the Truth CSGO.com. You can support it at uh, patreon.com slash the Truth CSGO. Uh, obviously, if I'm only going to go 100 episodes, that's going to be a limited time only thing. But there is an episode coming up specifically for the patrons. So in the meantime, until the next episode, enjoy the game.